0: This week, Astoria, Oregon, mouth of the Columbia River, end of the Lewis and Clark Trail, home of the Goonies, and it turns out a lot more movies. All that more on RV Miles. This summer, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear, tips, and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. One easy addition you can make to your camping and hiking wardrobe to help keep you cool is a bandana. This headwear hero will keep sweat out of your eyes, bugs out of your hair, and sun off your neck. And you can even dip it into water and then put it under your hat or around your neck to keep you cool. A hot weather must have. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode 279 of RV Miles. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time RVers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and so much more.
0: We're so excited to talk to you about the Astoria area. We had such a great time there. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about our summer meetup that's happening. And that's summer. Why did it say summer? It's fall. It is very clearly fall. We were coming up with like fall harvesty type ideas for it.
1: Yes. We've actually given it a name because we are hoping that this will become a yearly tradition at RV Miles in the Amana, Iowa area. And we are hosting our very first RV Miles homecoming. You guys have heard us talk about it now for the last several weeks, but we want to really make sure that if you can join us, you are marking your calendars for October 4th through the 8th because those tickets are going on sale June 6th for mile marker members and June 13th for the general public. We only have 40 spaces available. So this is a really small get together. We are kind of playing around with the idea of always keeping it really small like this. We'll see as the years go by, but we have been spending all week putting together the schedule and emailing caterers and food trucks because we will, if it is a Midwest meetup, okay, so we will, be feeding y'all when you're there. Okay. And <laughs> don't think that we haven't contacted hy because we have.
0: <laughs> so it is the Mana area. is really cool. It is a, it's an old German settlement where there are lots of wine tastings, um, really traditional food tasting type things, cheese shops, meat shops, uh, old crafts and all sorts of stuff. It's a really cool little historic downtown. The park is right nearby there. There's going to be a renaissance festival happening over the weekend. Jason
1: cannot wait oh. to get his wizard costume out. You got it. <laughs> there
0: are no wizards in renaissance fair. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't, I've don't. i never been to renaissance fair. We're going to have some good meals. We're going to have some hangouts around campfires and and a whole lot of fun, so we hope you'll join us there.
1: Absolutely. So just to give you a heads up, the rally ticket is $200 per adult. Kids are totally free, and that is going to include what we talked about, nightly meals. We will have coffee get-togethers in the morning with themed discussions. We are going to have games and giveaways and outings to a communal kitchen with a walking tour of manna. We're going to the Rin Fest. This is a jam-packed four-day event. We're going to be doing a live recording of the RV Miles podcast with our friends Jamie and Clay, because this is also really kind of putting the end stamp on Baja to Alaska. So we are just thrilled that we're going to get to come home to the Midwest after being gone for so long. It is a homecoming for us, and we're excited to share The Midwest with all of you. So I will put in the description all the information about this event that you need in order to book your spot. But we do really hope you'll join us October 4th through the 8th. If you are not a road signs newsletter member, now is the time to join because that is where you're going to get the bulk of the first to know information as we continue to develop these events and little detour side events that we're talking about creating as well.
0: Uh, that's gonna be a whole lot of fun. So we hope to see you there. We're continuing our collaboration with recreation.gov to bring you some information about visiting national parks this year. And on this episode, we want to talk about passes and timed entry. So you've been hearing about timed entry, I'm sure, from us at least for the last couple of years. Time to entry is a new thing that's been really introduced into a lot of the more popular, busy national parks with the smaller parking lots so that they can allow people to visit those sites and know that they can get in without waiting in a four-hour line or the parking lots closing altogether while managing the park and keeping the resource of our great American land safe and uh, protected. So there are many places that you might need timed entry if you're visiting this summer. I'm not going to name them all, but places like Glacier National Park, uh, Rocky Mountain National Park, Arches, Acadia, there are about eight or so national parks that have timed entry. And it works a little bit differently at each one because each one has a different sort of way that they need to manage this. But getting the timed entry is all ran by Recreation.gov. So most of them, you can go to recreation.gov and sign up for a timed entry on the day that they release those timed entry tickets. So it might be sort of so many months out or one month out for a given month. And usually they hold back a certain amount of those reservations for the day before, just a few days before. So if you don't get your timed entry, it's okay. Uh, You can try again uh, the day before often, or you can go outside of the times when timed entry is used. So usually you can arrive really early, like before sunrise, and you can still get into the park or late in the afternoon. We talked about that a bit last week. The timed entry is it's usually just like two bucks. It's just it's just enough to sort of uh, have a thing that people pay for so that it you know, it's blocking off a time and people aren't booking a bunch of free entries. And uh, so you go on recreation.gov, you book that entry and, and you hold that so that you can get into the park on that day or that given set of days. It might be a couple days worth, uh, depending on the park. But you're still going to need your pass to get into the park or admission to get into the park uh, at some parks. So about a third of the national parks in the country of National Park Service sites actually require paid admission yeah
1: they're fee collecting sites
0: so many free places across the country Uh, mostly the smaller places the national historic sites all the the little sites uh, they're usually free but some big places as well like great smoky mountains national park but i want to quickly go over the different passes available to get into national parks because uh this is a important thing that a lot of people don't really know all the details and sort of the benefits that uh that you can get if you're a senior or if you're living with a disability, stuff like that. But I'm not going to go into complete detail on this. We do have a video on the RV Miles YouTube channel that covers all of this very, very specifically, all the different passes and every single different offering available to them. But for the most part, there are three passes that you really need to be thinking about. That's the America the Beautiful pass that is available to anybody uh, whether you're an American citizen or not, it's available to absolutely anybody. And that is a $80 a year pass starting the month you buy it. So it's not, it's not just for 2023, right? And it gets you into any of these fee charging facilities, not just national parks, but any fee charging federal land out there. So uh, national recreation areas and Army Corps of Engineers, stuff like that. That pass will get four people, four adults in, and kids are always free. So we will get four adults in. It doesn't pay for tours or anything like that. So if you want to, like, tour a presidential home or something like that, you're still going to pay. But it does pay admission into a park for basically a carload. If you are a senior, you can get that pass for $80 lifetime, which is really great. Obviously, it's a, a, a really affordable uh, way to get into parks and it, you only have to be 62 to be considered a senior. So that's uh, that's probably the way to do it. You can you can also pay $20 a year if you're a senior, if you want, and then you can add those passes up one, until you get to 80 and you, that counts for your lifetime pass. But if, you've, if you can afford to, just pay the $80 and you can have a lifetime pass. The senior pass gives you a few additional benefits. The best one being half off camping. <laughs> And that's half off camping at at basically any federal park that isn't ran by a concessionaire. So some some of the campgrounds out there are uh, in some of the very, very popular parks like Yellowstone and Yosemite. Yeah,
1: Fishing Bridge, for instance, is not going to be 50 percent off.
0: That's going to be ran by a concessionaire and they don't give you a discount for that. Um, But. You at most of these campgrounds and there are there are thousands of them across the country of again, all the different federal land agencies, Army Corps of Engineers, US Forest Service, you get half off camping. It's actually slightly different with the Forest Service because
1: thirty per well it insa- you get it's it's an interesting way they do, break it up.
0: You down. get half off camping, but then you pay full price for the electric. Fee if it has electric hookups or whatever yeah. hookups it has,
1: and that sometimes we've done the math for yeah. us, and that has ended up being about an overall thirty.
0: It's about thirty percent if you're camping with hookups, it, yeah. And it's not even, it's not even mentioned. It's just the sign just says this is what it costs, mm-hmm. but you get a discount uh, there as well. You also get half off tours, uh, which is great, but just for the pass holder only for the tours. Uh, But you still can use that card for admission for a carload of people, up to four adults. Then there is the access pass, which is similar to the senior pass, but it's for people living with a disability. And this is for any disability at any percentage. It just has to be a permanent disability. And it doesn't have to be a mobility disability either. It can be learning disabilities. It can be all sorts of disabilities. As long as it is a permanent disability, you get that pass for free and it's lifetime and you get those same discounts as you get with the senior pass. One other pass I want to mention is the military pass, which they've they've gone and fixed a little bit of this. So it used to be a little bit of a mess when they decided that they were going to give veterans free access to national parks, but then they had a separate pass for folks who are active duty military. So now there is one military pass that is available for all veterans and active duty military and uh, gold star families that does not give you the camping discounts or the tour discounts but it does give you access for free to national parks and is free to pick up
1: there are a few more you're going to want to check out as well especially if you have a fourth grader and like jason said we have a really detailed video about all of this we'll link it in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 279. But this is such important information to know because I'm sure a lot of you who've been around here for a while have heard us talk about these passes on multiple episodes. Well, the hope is is that that information for you is absorbing because it is amazing how many people ask this question in a group or around the campfire when you're standing out at the campsite, wanting to know, trying to figure out. And if we can all have correct accurate information about how these passes work we can share those with our camping and national park outdoor loving friends and make sure that everyone is taking advantage of these really incredible resources that are out there to help us uh enjoy our national parks more
0: yeah and you can just pick that pass up at any national park facility that's got a cash register basically uh or you can order them online i think they charge 10 bucks to get it ordered online there's no real reason to do that unless you want to make camping reservations with that discount. So if you have a senior pass or an access pass, you can just go right onto recreation.gov and you can make your camping reservations. You can put in the, your card's number on there and it will instantly give you your discount online.
1: All right. If you have any questions for us about these passes or anything that we covered in this segment, just go ahead and pop over to the RV Miles Facebook group, tag Jason and I in the post, or just drop a comment in the thread that we pin each and every week for that week's episode. And we will be very glad to talk to you about this.
0: All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, Astoria, Oregon.
1: We'll be right back.
0: Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight-distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth-wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com.
1: Have you heard of Park Wolf? It's a game-changing iPhone app for exploring U.S. national parks. Park Wolf's Wildlife Finder makes finding any wildlife species super easy. Park Wolf gives you heat maps and charts of the best places and times in the park to find any species. Park Wolf's free drive GPS Explorer makes exploring the park a breeze by showing upcoming places in the park as you drive, along with distances to the nearest gas station, restrooms, food, and pullover points. You can download Park Wolf for iPhone from the App Store today and start making the most of your national park visit.
0: All right, we're back, and it is time to talk about Astoria, Oregon. Astoria is on the coast on the mouth of the Columbia River, which is the border between Oregon and Washington. So it is the uppermost left-hand corner
1: of the state
0: (laughs) of Oregon. It is the end of the Lewis and Clark Trail, which begins, you know, way back uh, in actually Illinois, but around the St. Louis area. The Lewis and Clark Trail goes all the way to the coast uh, at the mouth of the Columbia River. It is the only military installation in World War II that saw any action in the lower 48 states. And it is the home of the Goonies, as we talked about a couple episodes ago. But did you know, not only is it where Goonies was filmed, it's also where Kindergarten Cop, Free Willy 1 and 2, The Guardian, Short Circuit, Into the Wild, and The Ring 1 and 2 were filmed.
1: Wow, that is such an eclectic collection. (laughs) How many of those have you seen? If you Uh, go through them, we all know you've not watched Goonies because...
0: I've only seen... Kindergarten Cop, Free Willy One, and Short Circuit.
1: So I have only seen Goonies, Kindergarten Cop, and Short Circuit. If Short Circuit didn't have like Steve Gutenberg or something, it was like a little
0: robot. Yeah, it's, it's a been a long time like, since I saw it. it.
1: Like, but a tall robot, it was a big robot, it's,
0: not a small robot. Yeah, yeah. And robot. it's got like wide eyes with like two round, like yeah.
1: kind of like Wally, but like.
0: Bigger? Way bigger than Wallace. Yes,
1: I think then, yes. I've seen that movie a long time ago. uh,
0: So there's a reason for that, though. Astoria is a pretty landscape. Gorgeous. It's a a quaint town. But it's also just a really unique sort of landscape. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of fun stuff to do out there. And we're going to try to go through everything we did because we did so much. it was a lot. Yep. Um,
1: so let's start with where we camped. Yeah. So we stayed at Fort Stevens State Park which we absolutely loved. This was a great state park. We had a really great site as well. This is a park where there is it's a big state park. One of
0: the biggest public campgrounds in the nation they say.
1: That There's makes so
0: over much 500 sites.
1: Yeah, it's enormous. So we had a full hookup site. And it was like one of those parks where walking, biking, hiking—it's water, playground—it's all available. It's
0: particularly a really good biking park because yes. they have something like fourteen miles of paved trails.
1: It's fantastic. It's one of, and it's one of those parks too where you get there and you're like, oh, I don't want to leave because we were so content. Yeah. We were just so content. Yeah. Now the biggest hiccup for us in the loop that we were in, and there might be some other loops where this could be easier, although this is quite a wooded area, was we had an issue with Starlink.
0: Or internet in general, because there was general. no yes. cell service. There,
1: It was all yeah. a struggle. So just be mindful that internet of all kinds, cell service of all kinds, if you are a digital nomad on the road, could be a little bit of an issue here for you at this park. But that said... There are so many things to do here and we're just we're going to kind of run down only a couple of yep. the things. Besides the bike trails, there are the historic areas that Jason mentioned. Obviously Fort Stevens. So
0: Fort Stevens is if you if you've ever been to sort of one of those coastal forts in the east, it's very similar to that where they've got the big sort of uh uh sunken cannon batteries and it is uh it is the only coastal fort like that on the west coast. And like I said, it's one of it's the only military installation that got fired on in World War II. What actually happened was in on June 21st, 1942, Imperial Japanese Navy submarine I-25 shelled the U.S. Army's fort um on the Oregon side of the Mouth of Columbia River. The Japanese were retaliating for the U.S. bombing of Japan in the prior April, and they did not return gunfire. Uh, because there was no serious damage,
1: it's fascinating. Like, it's and again, yeah. you can bike over there, you can also walk or bike over to beach access. Mm-hmm. There's also a point on this beach here where you can drive, you can drive onto the beach.
0: We used our electric X premium e bikes like crazy here. Oh my gosh, we went so much. all over the place, but because they're big, fat tire bikes, they worked really well. On the hard pack of the beach, so we were just zipping up and down the beach on him, too.
1: At one point, I let Jack get on mine, yeah. and Jack just had the best time. And he is just sipping up and down the beach. And at one point, we're, like, watching, and then it's like he's disappearing into the mist further yeah. down. And I'm like, "Uh, do we need to go get him? Yeah. <laughs> so you were like, maybe I'll just... So (laughs) on down there and see what he's up to. But it's so much fun. And what's super cool about this beach is that there is a shipwreck on
0: this beach. the Peter Iredale uh, ship that wrecked back in 1906. On uh, September 26, 1906, it left Mexico bound for Portland where it was to pick up cargo of wheat for the UK. And despite encountering heavy fog... They managed to safely reach the mouth of the Columbia River early in the morning of the 25th, and as they waited for a pilot boat, a heavy southeast wind blew and a strong current ran it aground. It hit so hard that three of the masts snapped from the impact, and none of the crew were seriously hurt, but that wreck has been sitting there. Ever since 1906,
1: it is so fascinating to see. And you can go right up to it. You can go right into it. I mean, it's pretty much just a shell it's
0: because it was a steel. Uh, it, because it was steel construction, a lot of it has lasted a, a long time. So there's, it's, it's sort of the bones of the ship, and and the waves run through it and depending on where the tide is you can yeah walk in and around it um, but then the tide comes up and swallows a bit of it and it's really cool.
1: Yeah so we were biking and exploring almost every single day that we were there at this campground but we also explored outside of the campground because there is so much to do in the Astoria area and of course if there's a National Park Service site we're gonna go to it and we had to go over to the Lewis and Clark National Historical Park, the Fort Clatsop area. This was their final destination. This is where they wintered. And for us, this was also kind of like a little bit of the end in regards to a journey we had been on following Lewis and Clark, but not knowing we
0: were following it. Yeah, not in a linear direction, but we have stopped at many of the Lewis and Clark stops along the route. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a really interesting route to consider taking the, it's a national trail. Our kids were, have always been really enamored by the story of, of Lewis and Clark and um, the expansion, uh, the exploration of the, of the West. So this was a kind of a cool point to sort of see the end of that Fort Clatsop is where they sort of built their uh, winter home at the end of the trail. And there's some interesting stories, uh, to be told there about their relationship with the Native Americans and everything. Um, and it's, you know, it's a nice small little visitor center there. There's a reproduction of the fort that you get to visit that is not very big. Um, there are some hiking trails. You can hike to see where the canoes would have landed. Um, and it's just a pretty little, uh, natural area. It's nothing majorly huge, but it was a, I think it was a great learning experience for the kids.
1: We thought, you and I, thought that it was one of the, how should I put this, that their park video was like our one of our least favorite park videos yeah. we'd ever watched. Our kids thought it was one of the best yeah. park videos they've and ever watched. Kind of and older, I but... can't figure out where the disconnect was yeah. there because that park uh, video, the, the narrator was quite... Yeah. Something well and they loved
0: let's her. let's put it this way it's old enough to be in and you know sort of the square four yeah. by three television formats <laughs>
1: yeah. right I just find it really fascinating how our kids I think our kids really enjoy park videos that are more storytelling. As opposed to grand, sweeping, yeah. epic, like, yeah. vistas and, you know, birds flying in. And- I didn't
0: think it did both either of those things.
1: Uh, well, they, we started to be like, oh, that was, you know, that was okay. And the kids, they bounced up and they were like, that was so good. And Jason and I both were just like, we'll just be, we'll keep quiet yeah. then. They really enjoyed it. So
0: the Lewis and Clark site, Fort Klatsa, it, there and there are other Lewis and Clark sites in the area, by the way, uh, Was This was in the town of Seaside, Oregon, which was a nice, really beautiful drive over some really tiny bridges uh, to get to. But in the town of Astoria itself, we did several things, most of them revolving around pizza and beer. But Astoria (laughs) is one of those towns that you really do just enjoy strolling the main street where there are lots of shops, uh, vintage bookstores, that sort of stuff. Uh, we enjoyed walking into some uh, antique shops and looking through yeah. the stuff and all that.
1: And of course, we ended up having pizza several times, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had we ate at uh, Gino's Pizza and Burgers, which was sort of a real old school place that is well known in the area. Really high up on TripAdvisor, and had some good, honestly. What felt like Midwestern pizza? Oh yeah,
1: it was good Uh, Midwestern pizza.
0: And uh, and then we had uh, a good sort of appetizer and brews at Bowie Brewing, which is uh, right on the water. Yeah, right on the waterfront. Then we went to a place called Fort George Brewery, which was like (laughs) this is sort of like a like a two story. You went up a spiral staircase. They had a different menu, and the first floor is the second floor, and the second floor they had pizza. and
1: Which, guess what? <laughs> we, had we had more pizza.
0: pizza. <laughs> they had <laughs> Trivial Pursuit. So we played some Trivial Pursuit.
1: Really old, old, <laughs> the old, old
0: questions. Like the, like the old. <laughs>
1: 1998 and he was like after, before <laughs> questions. And,
0: and they had a wonderful rooftop deck where you could, we didn't eat out there because it was a little chilly but you could see the entire area. You could see the Mm waterfront. It was really gorgeous up there.
1: Yeah, it was a really fun day kind of exploring that area. And it was one of those days that we love to have where we start off with one destination, and then that destination leads to another destination and to another. And before we know it, we've spent the whole day out exploring. That was not something we anticipated doing and that's what we ended up doing. So that was a ton of fun. That was that makes for a great outing to explore Astoria. But if you're going to be in that area, you also have you have to pop over to Cannon Beach.
0: Cannon Beach is the name of a town, and it is the name of a beach uh, which is <laughs> in the town. But Cannon Beach is a very popular beach. It is massive, mm-hmm. um, with really amazing rock formations and uh, just a sort of gorgeous view, but still sand that, you know, because a lot of the sort of Oregon rocky beaches like you are not like sandy beaches where you're going to play on and and that sort of stuff. But this was, and this was like the hottest day of the year.
1: It was Mother's Uh, Day weekend. So that whole area was experiencing a heat wave, but it was, we had so much fun.
0: But it was still not packed. You know, it wasn't like you, like if you were to go to a beach in like the LA area. Right. It's just going to be, a ton of people. It's there was it was a little hard to get parking, but it wasn't like so packed that you're, you know, didn't have room.
1: And of course, on that day while we were exploring, we are now going to give you your third brewery yeah, so, this recommendation,
0: our favorite one, I think. <laughs> yeah, of the experience, Public Coast Brewery, uh, and it's called so Public cool. Coast because Oregon's coast is entirely public. All the beaches, the whole coastline from top to bottom of the Oregon coast, there was a a bill that passed many, many decades ago that made that free to the public so that nobody could ever own any part of the coast. So you can't like buy a house on the coast and not allow people access to the beach. The beach is
1: public. It's public coast. And this brewery is so fantastic because it is incredibly gluten-free friendly, gluten-free fish and chips. I couldn't get over how everything was gluten-free. It was really impressive. And then the beers and the ciders were fantastic, like really cool place. Plus their merchandise, don't go into the shop because you will not get out of there without spending at least $100. And that, I know you're like, Abby, that's so silly. This is like a brewery's like merch store. I am not kidding. The stuff in there, I was like, whoever designed all their stuff, I want to hire them. It's so
0: good. I would have spent, I didn't spend any money because they didn't really have the size of the shirt I wanted.
1: You were saving it for the Pendleton Outlet Store, which we went to right right after after that.
0: that. Yeah, so Pendleton, uh, if you're unaware of like the Pendleton quilts and um, all sorts of Woolen Goods. Yes. Uh, Pendleton is uh, is from the area as well. And there's a Pendleton Outlet Store and a little outlet mall in, on, the, on the way down to Cannon Beach.
1: So we definitely ended up with some new bedding. <laughs> that's great.
0: <laughs> so that's the Astoria area. It's, it was such a great experience to end our time in Oregon uh, just before we crossed that amazing bridge in, oh in Astoria uh, over into the state of Washington.
1: Yeah, it was pretty wild. We had such a good time in Oregon and we barely cracked the surface i can't wait to go back
0: all right we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna check the level of our tank (laughs)
1: this will be right back
0: rv miles is sponsored by RVmattress.com by brooklyn bedding abby the kids and i have been using their mattresses in our last two rvs and we couldn't be happier we're sleeping better and we were able to customize them to fit our exact needs our kids odd-sized bunks in the new trailer? No problem at all. RVMattress.com offers a 120-night sleep trial along with a 10-year warranty. Plus, their products are toxin-free and incredibly simple to set up. We've had them shipped to campgrounds from their factory in Arizona, and you just unroll them and let them expand. RVMattress.com offers free shipping and is offering the RV Miles community 25% off when you visit RVMattress.com slash RV Miles and use the code RV Miles at checkout. That's RVMattress.com slash RV Miles for 25% off with the code RV Miles, all one word. RV Miles is sponsored by the Road Pass Pro suite of travel apps for RVers. We love using all the apps in the RoadPass suite to plan our travels. Togo RV, Road Trippers, OvernightRvParking.com, and Campendium. You get premium access to all of them for $49.99 a year. Find the best campgrounds, the best boondocking sites, the best roadside attractions, and the best routes to get to them all in your RV, tailored for the length and height to get you there safely. Use the code RVMILES10X to get $10 off your RoadPass Pro membership at RoadPass
1: welcome back it is time to check the level of our tanks sponsored by matt's rv reviews liquefied rv toilet treatment the no bs toilet chemical that really works check it out along with all of our fresh tank recommendations over at our amazon store at amazon.com shop slash rv miles all right jay what is in your black tank this week so
0: this was a really weird thing at the gift shop at the the Lewis and Clark Visitor Center, uh, you know they sell all sort of little trinkets and stuff. And one of the things they sold was a in the kids section. There's like little toys. Was like a wood carving tool, um, sort of like a you know a kids safe wood carving.
1: <laughs> I remember this now. You
0: know, not a big deal. You want to carve a you know whittle a stick or something, but yeah. the image on the package is a tree trunk with, like, you know, a heart and initials carved into it. And this was basically a tool to carry in your pocket and go and carve your initials into a tree with that they're selling at a (laughs) National Park Visitor Center. It was the strangest (laughs) thing. I cannot believe they were selling that there.
1: I was like, should we? Do you think we should point this out to them? I don't care, Steve, if you were at a park. I don't need you to carve it into a bench or a tree. And yet, here we are in a national park bookstore. It's like sort it's of like, like here you go. If you need to go carve on the tree outside, we yeah, got you covered.
0: It's like a wooden handle with like sort of a loop shaped sort of carving blade, so you can you know just dig it in there, yeah, and and carve right out.
1: I wanted to say something because the the buyer for the store, the manager, yeah, they
0: were right there talking. We should have said about like
1: stuff she needed to order, and I I don't know. Yeah, that's probably the strangest thing i've seen in a very weird nps bookstore all right what is in your fresh tank this week
0: uh my fresh tank is being back at a campsite that uh we can hang hammocks at it's not often anymore that we're able to hang hammocks especially like on a lot of this journey we've just been in places that that didn't allow it or didn't have trees yeah and we have been in so many campsites lately that we can hang hammocks at and we love putting them out the kids love playing in them they love swinging in them I love laying in them.
1: It's great. (laughs) I know. The other night I thought you were out working because you're like, I'm going to go out and edit. And you went out. You took the laptop. You got into the hammock. And I went to like go to the door to tell you that dinner was ready. And I looked out and you were hard, fast asleep. You were like your arm was like hanging out. You're like kind of on your side. Like the computer was just like sitting on the ground. And I was like, oh, man, Jason loves a hammock. You just put him in there. He's like a baby. He goes right to sleep.
0: All right. What's in your black tank this week?
1: So my black tank, actually, you punted this black tank over to me. So I get to be the one that talks about the caterpillars that drop from the trees that are
0: what was just on my computer. Yes. And
1: this is, hey, no shade to caterpillars. Okay. Yeah. We know you are a valuable part of this world that we all live in. Okay. Sure. You're yeah. great. And at um, least
0: it's not what we went through in Florida last year. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> there was raining caterpillars. That was there. raining caterpillars.
1: <laughs> but these black and yellow fuzzy caterpillars are just falling and they are so quiet in the way they move that you don't know you have one on you until maybe it's coming up your neck or you're sitting inside in your bed and there's one crawling on you. And it's just it's just close enough to being like those millipede centipedes that we used to get inside the apartment in Chicago yeah. for me to just be Oh, I don't
0: like... I, wow, I literally just heard your teeth chatter.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, that's how much I don't like caterpillars falling out of trees. All
0: right, what's in your Fresh Tank?
1: So my Fresh Tank this week is a book recommendation for the whole family. If you've got some elementary-aged kiddos, this is a really fun series that I've been reading out loud to the boys and it's called the City Spies series and it's by James Ponty. There's four of them total and we absolutely love them. They are a great read. They're a fast-moving, engaging read, not only for the adults, but for the kids that are listening. So if you are looking for something, either that be an audiobook for travel days for the whole family, or something you can read around the campfire, or that the kids can just read on their own and enjoy, I highly recommend The City Spy series by James Ponte. I will put it in the Amazon shop in our fresh tank uh, list. And you can go over there and take a look at it for yourself.
0: All right, that's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast.
1: Yes, it is. Thank you so much for joining us. As a reminder, if you are enjoying RV Miles, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. Your review is helping put this show in front of a whole new generation of listeners. So thank you very very much. If you have a question for Jason and I, please head over to the RV Miles Facebook group, tag us in a post, and we will do our very best to answer it. And then, of course, if If you are not signed up for our weekly Road Signs newsletter, now is the time to do it. That is the place to find out what is going on with RV Miles on a weekly basis. Every week, Jason and I rotate sharing a personal story from the road that you can only find in this newsletter. So just head over to rvmiles.com slash mailing list to sign up. And then we should mention, because we didn't mention it at all, June 5th. This, is, this episode's going to come out on a Sunday, but that Monday, June 5th, is an RV Miles All Skate Live. It's open to the entire community. It's going to be on YouTube. Go over there and join us. We've got a lot of things to talk about. It's an hour of fun. We will have just crossed the Canadian border. So hopefully they'll let us into Canada. Mm. Otherwise, we'll just be mm. sitting at the border doing this live with all of you. All right. Again, thanks so much. Have a great week, everyone. We will see you soon. Take care. Be safe and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.